and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. So hello, everyone. I would like to introduce you to our guest today, Carrie Cannon. She has over 20 years of teaching, coaching, speaking, and studying the nature of consciousness. Carrie is also well-versed in the language of self-love and realization. And after studying the spiritual themes for many years, in 1998, she had her first major spiritual epiphany and realized that all challenges came from a lack of self-love. Over the years, her focus has remained on self-love. However, her definition of the self has radically transformed. Carrie also has a gift that allows her to ask consciousness for change on behalf of others. And people have told her that various areas of their lives have been miraculously healed as a result of listening to her work. People have reported spontaneous physical healing, financial windfalls, healed relationships, finding love relationships, and business success beyond their expectations. We're also recording this podcast during the pandemic of coronavirus, so we may also bring that into our conversation today. So Carrie, welcome. Thank you so very much, April. It's so great to be speaking with you. Yes, yeah, same here. Um, so we we actually, uh, just to let the audience know, we made a connection through LinkedIn, and uh, we are local to each other. And we, uh, you know, had found out that you were doing a talk in one of the local libraries, and we hopped on board and had a chance to work with you. And we said, well, why don't you come on over to our podcast? So really excited to have you here today. And, uh, you know, you have a pretty cool story. So I was wondering, if you would like to maybe share with our listeners some of that spiritual awakening that you had back in 1998. Thank you so very much. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long story, so I'm going to try and shorten it as much as possible. So um, in 1998, I was, uh, I had just, I was, I had just gotten married and my ex-husband recommended that I quit my job and figure out what I really wanted to do. And I thought that that was such an amazing gift. And I thought, okay, if I can do anything, I want to do the thing that will bring me fulfillment and meaning to my life for the rest of my life. And I had studied what color is your parachute. And I'd, you know, done all of these sort of, um, you know, personality tests and things like that. And, but nothing really told me what would be fulfilling for me. And I was also a student of A Course in Miracles at the time. And I came across, so in 1998, the the internet was not what it is today. Um, So it was almost hard to find uh, information about the the things that I was looking for um, because it just wasn't inundated with, you know, everything. And I came across this article by a man named John Snodgrass, and he wrote a book called Your Career Star. And in this article, which was titled Your Special Function According to A Course in Miracles, he said that your special function, which um, in A Course in Miracles, that is the thing that would bring the most meaning to your life or the thing that you perceive sets you apart from others. Um, So in his article, he said, your special function is the exact opposite of what you perceive to be the reality of your own guilt, sin, or victimization. In other words, what's missing is your gift, your weakness is your strength, 
and your special dysfunction is your special function. So I thought about that for, you know, a few minutes and I was like, what's my special dysfunction? And I'm a Western woman, you know, I was a chubby kid. So I've always had body image issues. So I was like, what's my special dysfunction? I'm fat. And then I was like, no, that's not it. And I was like, I don't like myself. And I was like, no, that's not it either. And I was like, I don't love myself. And when I came across that thought, I started jumping up and down in my living room, thanking everybody who had ever hurt me, because I realized that they were providing me with a context to understand the content of my thinking. So it was a huge epiphany for me. And I feel like that's something that we all have, something that all of us have that we perceive sets us apart and makes us different from everyone else. And if we can just embrace ourselves, you know, at that core level and see that that thing is actually the thing that makes you human and actually makes you divine at the same time, because working on that, you heal not only yourself, but you also heal everyone else because we are all, we're all part of the same one consciousness. There's a, there's a, um, a scientist, um, Edwin Schrodinger, who, was a contemporary of Einstein and Max Planck and all, all those guys. And um, he is, people may have heard of Schrodinger's cat. So that was his thing. And he was an Austrian Nobel Prize winning physicist. And he said, so this is from a physics point of view, from a Nobel Prize winning physicist. He said, the total number of minds in the universe is one. In fact, consciousness is a singularity phasing within all beings. So, you know, a lot of people will call that singularity, God, Allah, the universe, you know, many different things. I like to use the term consciousness because it kind of takes the religious, um, you know, the religious feel away from it. But to me, it's the same thing. And, um, so that consciousness is living in through and as all people. And I've learned that along my, my journey. So in my journey, um, so my definition of self-love had to do with like my body and my personality, sort of, you know, like this, this um, vessel within which my spirit lives and, you know, kind of that. And then I realized along the way that actually I am, um, everything that I, within my awareness. So, you know, I am the couch that I'm sitting on. I am, you know, the TV, I am the, the flowers in my place. I am, you know, just, I I'm everything within my experience of now. And then I realized that actually I am the totality, even my thoughts and ideas and hopes and dreams and the other people that I know and the stars and the cosmos and even the things that I'm not aware of. And, then along my, you know, along my journey and along my path, I realized that if I could identify with those things, you know, with the totality of everything, including all potentiality, which is really, really important to the work that I do is understanding that I am the potentiality of everything. So if you have a thought and this is what potentiality is, if you have a thought of something, even if you perceive that it comes from somebody else. So even if you perceive that it, it's coming from me, who you perceive as separate from yourself, that's still your thought, because that thought is a thought within consciousness. And you can claim that thought for yourself. And because that consciousness, that one consciousness phase phases in through and as all beings. So um, you can anything that you can dream of. And, you know, we hear this all the time in law of attraction work. And a lot of us are like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, but it's actually true. What you need to actually identify with that. And the way that I found this out was 
So I'm one of those people, I'm like a <laughs> spiritual radical, I guess. And like, you know, I have really high highs and I have really low lows. And um, it's, and my life has thrown me that, I think because I'm, I'm pretty hardcore, you know, when it comes to my, my spiritual growth. And that's my, that's been my primary focus. Like I do all these other things, like I'm a creative and I'm a designer and I'm like all of these other things. But along the way, I've always been very spiritually focused. And so that has been the motivating force that has brought me, you know, that has carried me through my life. And in fact, I realized that like my weight stuff and my, my body image stuff has really been a gift because every time I have an issue in my life or, you know, a challenge, I, I always come back to that same, like, like fundamental thought that I had when I was a kid that I was flawed because of my body. So then I have more work to do there. Um, and <clears throat> what I've discovered is that in doing that work, it frees me more. It frees my life so that I become so like I'm now, like I might have body image, you know, like I might be heavier than I want to be, but, um, first of all, I've lost like 25 pounds in the last, I don't know, five months. Um, but I, I've, you know, I've found that, you know, if I can just embrace myself as I am, I become relaxed with myself and I become relaxed with others. And I, other people feel at home when they're with me, which to me is like the greatest compliment. But along the way, so I was having some financial struggles. So I grew up in a upper middle class family. We owned a steakhouse. Um, like when, when there was no food in the house, when I was a kid, we would just go to my dad's restaurant and have filet mignon and, you know, chocolate mousse for, <laughs> you know, for dinner. So, you know, we, we never really, I never really struggled. And I, I grew up on a lake and we went water skiing every day. I had snow ski passes, you know, in the winter and we would, you know, ski as much as we wanted in the winter. My stepmother was a flight attendant for TWA. So we traveled the world. So I was brought up in, you know, with lacking nothing. And, um, then after I went through, and then I married into the same situation. And then after my divorce, I actually discovered that I, um, perceived that all of that was outside of myself. And so I started having some financial um, difficulties. And I think possibly because I perceived that like the money that I grew up in was because of my dad. Um, so I had like a weird relationship with money and men. Um, and I, I had developed, um, like dysfunctional relationships, uh, with around money and men. And, um, so I, I had a specific point in my life where I was, you know, I had divorced my ex-husband and, um, I was also doing like my own, uh, freelance work for, um, somebody I was doing web design work and I was trying to get my coaching off the ground. And I, I noticed that I was having this like really weirdness, re really weird relationship with allowing men to control me with money. And it was very abusive. So like my ex-husband was using my children uh, to control me and he would drag, I went through multiple, multiple custody battles, which really devastated me in so many different ways. And I repeated that, um, control element with a gentleman who I was doing, um, web design work for, because, you know, as somebody who has worked for myself and I'm a creative and, you know, I've, I've been on the internet since before most people, you know, even owned a computer, um, 
you know, I knew how to design websites and all of that, even from like, uh, like doing HTML and, you know, all of that. So, you know, this was something that, that I knew how to do. So I, I, and it was a skill that I could use. So I was doing websites for this, this guy and they were beautiful, like $5,000 websites while I was trying to get my coaching off the ground. And, um, they were very elaborate. And he, I, I told him, like he was sending me a lot of them, but I was charging too little. So it was my own like value and self-worth thing. And I, I, I came to a point where I said, listen, these are taking me like a month to do. You need to pay me more or I need to do less elaborate websites. And this guy said to me, listen, Carrie, I'm doing you a favor. If I want, I can go to India and have somebody there do these for me. And so my fear of not having money was really controlling my life. And um, so I, I saw this pattern and I wanted it gone. So I asked, I, I've been a unity person, like a unity church person, um, because they kind of conform to my belief system. And I sent in a prayer request to Silent Unity and I said, I see this pattern in my life and I want it gone, this, pat, this dysfunctional pattern with men and money, um, because I want to have positive relationships with both. And so within 10 minutes of me coming across, you know, with me sending in that prayer request, I came across this woman who did very similar work to what I do now. And um, I listened to one of her recordings on YouTube. And um, she did what I now call a consciousness alignment. I, she calls it something else, I'm sure. And uh, it was about fear of not having enough money and letting go of worry about not having money and imprinting with something better. And within, uh, like while she was speaking, all of my panic and fear about not having enough money surrounding, you know, this person I was working with and my ex-husband completely went away. And at the same time, so we, I had just gone through a, a court battle with my ex-husband where he temporarily extracted my children from me. So I was no longer going to be receiving support from him and I fired my client. And I had one client left who I was doing audio editing work for, um, uh, like for her podcasts. And so those two dysfunctional relationships with men and many completely disappeared along with like 95% of my income. And I sat on my couch for like two and a half weeks, um, just in a state of complete serenity and peace asking if there was anything that I could do to bring in some financial abundance and I got just wait. And I was, I, I would wait <laughs> like five minutes, you know, cause I didn't want to miss an opportunity. And I would ask again, I'd say, is there anything that I can do now to bring in some more financial abundance? And I got for two and a half weeks, I got just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. And one of the audios that I had edited for this woman was with this guy that does some really amazing like healing work um, with these like instruments. And I wanted, I was doing at the time, my world awakened talk radio podcast. And so I asked him if he would be my guest and he wanted to, I was, and he said yes. And he wanted to do a pre interview interview. And I was like, okay. Um, and so during this conversation with him, we really got along very well. And he asked me, like, I didn't tell him what was going on with me financially or anything, but he just kind of out of the blue asked me, if I would be interested in promoting him uh, on podcasts and radio shows and things like that uh, for, you know, with people like the woman who I was doing the audio editing for. 
And I was like, sure. And he asked how many people I knew like that. And I said, I don't know, hundreds. Those are my people. And he said, if, if you can do that for me, if you can promote me and get me on shows, I will pay you $500 a pop, you know, per interview. And I was like, really, how many do you want? And he said, as many as you can get. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, went to work on that and I was able to get him like 10 a week. So 10 a week at $500 a pop is a lot of money. And, um, so I did that for a few months and I was, you know, I went from making $250 just doing this audio editing work per month, not knowing where anything was coming from and just sitting on my couch in a state of meditation and contemplation to 20 grand a month. Uh, you know, just like that, just instantly. And, um, so that then after that, I was like, Whoa, you know, who is this woman who I listen to and how do I get more of her? And so I, I tried to track her down and she was charging a thousand dollars an hour for the type of work that I now do. And I could afford it at the time and I couldn't get in touch with her. Like I, I, she was inaccessible. Uh, like I couldn't do a private consultation. She wasn't doing any groups. She wasn't doing anything. And I started to, I was like, okay. So I tried, I started listening to all of the recordings that I could of her. And she started to really irritate me because people would ask her like if she, if she could teach them how to do it, um, or, you know, you know, how, like, could they have the script or, you know, whatever they, they were asking her, you know, can I do this? Can you teach me how to do this? I want this gift too. And her blanket response in every, in her, every time somebody was asked, somebody asked her that was, Oh, I'm the only one with the gift. Nobody else could do it. I could give you my script, but you wouldn't be able to do it anyway. And previously, um, like I had mentioned, I had been a unity, unity person. I had in 2004, so this is in like 2014 that I listened to this, but in 2004, I went on a spiritual retreat to unity village in Lee summit, Missouri. And it was, uh, eight hours a day for five days a week of spiritual classes. And, um, one of my instructors, her name was, uh, her name was Eliza. And on Monday, she did not have her hand in a sling. And on Tuesday and Wednesday, she, she did. And on Wednesday, we were going through Jesus's miracles and, uh, miracle after miracle after miracle. It was obvious to me that there was a method to his madness. And what he would do is he would be presented with a problem. He would go in to meditation and ask, you know, is there anything that I can do to help this? Or I think he would, I personally think that he would align himself with his true nature of knowing that he, that consciousness lived through him, but we don't know exactly what he was thinking. So he would go into meditation. He would come out uh, with a knowing, and then he would do the miracle. And people thought that it was his, you know, charismatic thing, like poking his fingers in people's ears, spitting on their tongues, rubbing mud in their eye, whatever. But I, it was the knowing that the knowing that he, could facilitate that. So at this, at our halfway mark in this two hour class where we were going through all these miracles, I asked if there was anything I could do to heal Eliza's hand. And I got a yes. Um, and then I was like, okay, what do I do? And I got just no. And I was like, really just no. And I got just no. So I went back in, I held her hand. I looked her in the eyes said, I Eliza, I don't know how, I just know that your hand is healed. And then 
somebody walked in the room and said, Eliza, your hand is healed already. And um, then the next day she came in without a splint on and somebody asked her what, what had happened. And she said, you know, I woke up this morning and my hand felt better than it had for 10 years since before my accident. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And then like a year later, she was sending out emails and I asked her, you know, is your hand still healed? Do you remember what happened? She's like, wow, I totally forgot. Yeah, my hand is fine. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So it showed me, you know, that that was possible. So then fast forward to 2014 again, where this woman is saying, oh, I have the gift. Nobody else can do it. I knew that, knew that that was a load of crap because I had already done it. So I just decided to claim that gift. And it's something that everybody, it's inherent within everybody. It's possible within everybody. And it can be taught and it can be learned. And it's something that everybody can do, but through all of the, really the darkness that permeates the planet and all the control elements that we have, we don't realize it. We're not taught it. And um, we don't know how powerful we are. So that's actually what I, what sort of my mission is now is to help people reclaim that by helping them to unlearn the things that they've learned first and then relearn how to do it. And I have, you know, a bunch of different things that different programs and things that I do that are for various levels. So, some people don't want to learn. So I, I, I have a like monthly call that I do and I just do it for them. They just add, put in requests and I do it for them because I can do it on behalf of others. And like that woman did in the recording or, you know, some people are like, wow, this is the most awesome thing ever. And I want to know how to do it for myself, my friends, my family. And, you know, I also have programs that do that. But yes, it's totally learnable. Um, and you just need to align yourself with knowing your true nature and um, hold that while asking uh, not, not asking, but sort of declaring that it's already done and giving thanks. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just think that it's a great topic just with given all of the fear, um, you know, that the world is experiencing right now, you know, in your example that you gave was, you know, money relationships, um, you know, the physical body and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you had said two words, you know, you needed to unlearn in order to relearn and the, the whole entire world is going through that right now. Yeah. So, um, how, how would you maybe help people that are coming to you during this very stressful time filled with anxiety and fear of this pandemic and, and teaching them kind of how to, I think a lot of us are unlearning a lot of things about ourselves yeah. and about the world and needing to relearn a new way to be. So, um, you know, how, how does consciousness kind of come into play with the coronavirus and how you can help and guide people with that? So the, the coronavirus is a really interesting thing, right? Because we're all sort of forced into a situation, and nobody likes to be forced into anything. Uh, we all want to kind of live our lives the way we want to live them, you know, unless we're, you know, we grew up that way, you know, in, you know, whatever, there are some countries around the world where, you know, people don't have liberties and freedoms. Um, but at least here, you know, in most English speaking countries, um, you know, there's, there's this certain freedom that we have to be able to sort of, uh, we know that we have a we're able to live our lives pretty much the way we want, especially in the United States. And um, what we don't realize, and this goes back to the, uh, you know, sort of the, the darkness and the, the power that 
you know, sort of we live in and through. And I believe that everybody on the planet is like a superhero because we have chosen con- the consciousness that lives through us has chosen because of our process that we go through to come here and to do that. And we have also created this coronavirus. So consciousness that lives through us is also this coronavirus. It's like, it's everything. It's all potentiality. So I, I feel like, you know, we have been destroying our planet, you know, um, hating each other, you know, in conflict with each other, seeing each other as separate and different for a long time. Now, there have been through the years many, many times when we have gone through growth, you know, like in acceptance and things like that. So like right now, sort of the, the, um, overwhelming sort of acceptance learning curve that we're going through is that like most people that I know have kids who are, you know, uh, within the LGBT spectrum. And when I grew up, you know, if somebody was on that spectrum, like they were made fun of or, you know, uh, outcast or whatever. Um, and that doesn't, that's not happening now. That doesn't happen anymore. So the older generations might be like, Oh, it's a phase. And, um, but you know, myself and many of my friends who have children who are sort of within that spectrum, um, are like, well, that's just the way that they are, you know? So there's acceptance of like different things at different times, but still when it comes like to cultural differences and things like that, this virus is like totally flattening the playing field. Like it's totally resetting everything because it doesn't matter, you know, what your sexual orientation is. It doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are. None of that matters. The coronavirus is completely non-discriminating. And it's very interesting because it, it is showing people of all, it's almost like, you know, like in sci-fi, like, you'll see where the the world will be fighting against a common enemy kind of thing. And then it kind of unites them. That's almost what I feel like this is. It's like, you know, the alien common enemy to unite, you know, to unite people. And it's, it's interesting because it totally makes us take a new perspective on what is important. Like what's important to me in my life? Like when this is over and I'm out of this, you know, quarantine or whatever, you know, and I see that I've survived this pandemic and I have my I survived the pandemic party. You know, what am I going to do then? What am I what is important to me? Where do I want to go? How do I want my life to be? Who do I want to be with? What do I want to be doing? What is meaningful to me? And and all of that. So I feel like it's in so many ways. This is bringing such blessings to our lives because it's totally giving us a whole new perspective on what's really important to to us on so many different levels. And I feel like, you know, like we've been, you know, polluting the planet for a long time. So what's going to be left for our 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 children and our grandchildren if we don't make a shift? And, you know, how are we contributing to the separation, you know, cause we walk around now with feelings of fear from everybody, you know, like we see a person and we're like, okay, stay six feet away. Cause I don't want to be contagious. And that person may be healthy. You know, that person may be somebody who last week you were like, you know, friendly with, and 
you know, you hung out with at the gym and now you're like, okay, I'm sorry, you need to, you know, stay six feet back. So it's, it's very interesting how that and the media, I feel really plays with our minds. I feel like the media is like adding to this in a huge way. Um, and it's very, very powerful. And, you know, who owns the media? You know, I, I don't know who owns the media. Um, but anyway, so I feel like it's really having all of us take stock on what's really important. And also keep in mind, so I know a lot of people for a long time have been like, okay, how are we going to stop this global warming? How are we going to stop this? How are we going to stop that? And then boom, you know, mother nature comes in and she's like, oh, here it is. You know, it's the coronavirus and everybody's like inside of their house, like not driving their car. And, you know, the, the pollution is going down and like all of these different things are happening. And we're getting a taste of where we thought that we were powerless over something before, where consciousness is just stepping in and saying, oh, no, 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 no. We're not powerless here. I have a solution. And here it is, you know. So it's very interesting how it's all playing out. And and keep in mind also, like consciousness. So, you know, there may be people that are running the media and all that, but consciousness is lives through all of it. So consciousness is orchestrating all of it. So regardless of where one is on, you know, the spectrum, it's all consciousness. So, you know, the earth may have been saying, okay, you know, I need to like get, I'm sick. I need to be healed. How How is that going to happen? And consciousness comes through and says, boom, here you go. Here we go. We have a global pandemic and we, we can halt or at least severely minimize all of this pollution and, uh, you know, um, just everything that's going all of this, everything that's making you sick. We can minimize that and bring it almost to a halt and we can make you better. So it's just very interesting, you know, how it's all sort of playing out and the gifts that it's bringing to us. So it's just amazing to me because I was one of those. I was like, how are my kids going to survive? Like, how are my grandchildren going to, like, be able to live without, you know, having to have some sort of a ventilation system mask to live with, you know, in a hundred years, if we keep on this, this, uh, route. And now we're being shown, we're being given an opportunity to see how, how adaptable we are, you know, because we're, we, we're creatures of comfort. We don't want to change, but then when we're forced to, we can change, right? you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and what I feel is really important is during this, like people are feeling very powerless over their situations right now, very powerless. And again, it goes back to, you know, you, that consciousness that has now created the coronavirus and is creating this, this opportunity for the earth to heal itself, it also lives through you. So you're not separate from it. So, you know, there are opportunities here for everyone to reevaluate their lives, see what's important to them and see how can I, how can I go on with my life? How can I do something that's meaningful? How can I make sure that all of my needs are met, including, you know, paying the rent and buying food and being able to do all those things that I did before, be with my loved ones, travel and, and do all those things. How can I do that? How can I access my full potential? How can I access the fullness of consciousness that lives through me and all of that potentiality and 
bring in something that's meaningful for me. And all we need to do is claim that aspect of ourselves, put it out there, and the universe provides. Like, we don't even have to do anything. So when you're aligned with that and you say, oh, thank you, thank you for delivering me to a, a point in my life where I can relax and just know that I'm doing the right thing at the right time and all of my needs are met, all of my needs are met. Thank you, thank you, thank you for delivering that to me and showing me the way and lighting the way so brightly that I cannot miss and for allowing me to to do meaningful work that's meaningful to me and meaningful to, to my world, the world in which I live. Thank you, thank you for bringing me to that. And knowing that it's true, knowing that that consciousness that is even giving you that idea already has the solution, then we can relax, we can be at peace and know that it will come to us because it does. It just, it'll just drop in without any effort on our part. And that's the beauty of like being able to claim your power in, in such a way that it just, it does, it just lands. It just lands. So, so would you like to provide, um, with the audience before we close, maybe a consciousness alignment, um, to help people? Sure. Absolutely. So, all right, let's see. Uh, how do I do one that, that touches on what I just talked about? Perfect. So I'll do a, an actual one. Okay. All right. So in order to receive a consciousness alignment, what you want to do is you just want to listen to my words. And so you don't want to be distracted. Don't be doing dishes. Don't be doing, you know, uh, things that will distract you, especially driving and things like that. And you want to say yes to yourself while I'm speaking because that activates your free will. And it lets your, you know, it lets your, lets you know that you want this. Um, so here we go. Thank you, divine consciousness that lives in, through, and as all things is all thoughts, all potentiality. Every single person listening to me is both the voice that speaks and the ear that hears and everything. It is all energy, everything that we can perceive and that is unperceived. Thank you, thank you, thank you for releasing this person now from the fears that they may be experiencing of this coronavirus. Thank you for releasing them now across all time, space, dimension, and reality, going down their mother's side of the family and their father's side of the family, going back 10,000 generations until it is complete, until it is complete. Thank you, thank you, thank you for releasing them from any genetic and energetic attachments, stories, beliefs, limitations, uh, circumstances that may be supporting their fear in this. Thank you for releasing them now across all time, space, dimension, and reality in every vibrating molecule, every spinning atom, every strand of DNA. Thank you for hardwiring their neural pathways and neural receptors to be at ease and to be at peace with what's going on around them now. And thank you for imprinting this person with a new consciousness, a new consciousness that allows them to be serene and to be able to access the parts of themselves that are so creative and so powerful and so energetic and are banging on the doors and windows of their consciousness to provide them with a new answer, with a new way. Thank you, it's already done. Thank you, it's already done now across all time, space, dimension, and reality. And thank you for in this time of contemplation, of re-evaluation, for 
for releasing this person from any sense of being powerless over this now across all time, space, dimension and reality in their physical body and their etheric body in every level of consciousness, every strand of DNA across all time, space, dimension and reality. And thank you for imprinting them with a new empowered consciousness that allows them to believe in their self to believe in their thoughts, to believe in the potential that lives in, through, and as them. Thank you for releasing them from anything in the way that now, across all time, space, dimension, and reality, in their mother's side of the family and their father's side of the family, in in their genetic and energetic lineage, thank you for releasing them from any contracts, curses, uh, genetic imprints, or anything else that may be in the way, any limiting beliefs or thoughts or stories that they may have an attachment to. Thank you for releasing them from all attachments to powerlessness now across all time, space, dimension, and reality. And thank you for imprinting them with a new consciousness that goes back 10,000 generations that allows them to know, allows them to know the truth of their being, that consciousness lives in through and as them, that they are that. They are all of everything. And all they need to do is say yes, say yes now to the universe. Say yes now to bringing meaning to your life. Say yes now to being able to live in the most freeing way possible where you know that all of your needs are provided for, all of your desires are provided for in a way that brings meaning to your life and meaning to those within your world and your sphere of influence. Thank you, it's already done. Thank you, it's already done now. And thank you for blessing this person with a gift that is unique to them, unique to them now that allows them to feel empowered and to feel that their life is so meaningful and so worth living. Thank you, it's already done. And thank you for releasing them from the fear of what's, what they ex are experiencing now. Thank you for allowing them to transform those fears into blessings and a sense of gratitude for this reset in their lives now across all time, space, dimension, and reality. Thank you, it's already done. Thank you, it's already done now in every level of consciousness, every strand of DNA, every vibrating molecule, and every spinning atom. Now, thank you, it's already done. Thank you, it's already done now, and so it is. Okay, take a deep breath and push it all out. Take another deep breath and push it all out. Okay, I even felt that one. I don't normally feel them. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Carrie, thank you so much. Um, and thank you for that consciousness alignment and explaining it to us and providing that for our listeners. And if our listeners would like to contact you, can you let them know where they can find you to work with you, your website and the best way, um, for you to be reached? Absolutely. So, um, if, so on my, if you go to divinewithin.com, there are a couple of different ways that, you know, one can reach me, but, um, if you go to divinewithin.com and you sign up for the newsletter, uh, there are five free consciousness alignments um, that you will access when you do that. One is for uh, financial freedom. One is for positive relationships. One is for health and well-being. One is for spiritual connection. And one is for joyful fulfillment. Um, and that's at, if you go to divinewithin.com. And then there are a couple other things. I have a, um, a group that I teach or that, I, that I'm um, – facilitate every month where I just, people ask me, Hey, I would like a consciousness alignment for this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I just do it on the call and I'm, I'm there. I do it until people are finished asking me. So, you know, if they are having a, a, 
a problem with a, like an illness or uh, a coworker or a parent or, you know, a job, you know, whatever that is, I'll go through and I'll do that. Um, in a way that's sometimes specific, but mostly generic so that everybody can receive that in the most positive and expansive way. And then I also do teach this. Um, so you can uh, connect with me um, at support at divinewithin.com to find out about when I'll be doing my next program. That's a 12-week program. Um, and, you know, you can just email me at support at divinewithin.com and uh, I can let you know when I'm going to be doing the next one. And I would, you know, interview you and see if you're a, a good candidate for that. So. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again for being a guest on the path love and podcast. It was wonderful to hear your voice and to feel your energy and uh, just keep doing the work that you're doing. It's, it's really appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so very much, April. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. I also wanted to remind you that we are selling live stream tickets over at our website for $129 for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. This conference is going to be held online only June 5th through the 7th, and you can get your access by visiting path11productions.com AC 2020.